Hello and welcome to The Warm-Up, MoMA PS1's first podcast to present interviews between warm-up curators and a selection of artists from the 2016 lineup. For the last 19 years, MoMA PS1's warm-up series has brought together the best in experimental music, sound, and DJs, both local and international talent, across a wide array of genres. This summer, we're taking the time to sit down with some of these artists to talk about their process, their inspiration, what sounds got them excited, and what's to come. My name is Jace Clayton, aka DJ Rupture, and I'm on the curatorial committee for 2016's warm-up. Today I'm sitting down with DeAnthony Parks, an artist whose work uniquely combines keyboard sample arrangements with live drumming on a drum kit. So last year, 2015, D'Antoni released kind of a mind-blowing record called Techno Self out on Leaving and Stone's Throw. And um, the sound of it um, is fantastic, drumming, sampling, but seeing it live, seeing what you do live is what really, um, it's one of the things that got us so excited to have you and to to be able to present you at PS1, um, because it's quite an experience to, 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 for those who haven't experienced seen what you do could you give us a basic introduction on what what to expect from d'anthony parks uh sure i mean uh you know things take time i've arrived at this place after many years of being a collaborator i know how to be a team player mm-hmm. and i think that's very important when you're leading either yourself or anything all right um so yeah i mean i've always wanted to integrate you know uh, sound elements and i've always been forward thinking uh, going back to my band Kudu here in, in uh, New York, um, my favorite time period here. And, you know, I was always trying to blend electronics with drumming. It was one of the early, um, you know, drummers to even attempt drum and bass and, you know, covering Fotec and uh, all those, you know, those amazing artists. And, um, you know, but it's taken me a while to get to the place that, uh, I arrived at in Techno Self, this latest album. Um, and, you know, to do that, I had to drop a stick <laughs> and just, you know, play the, that palette of samples with the right hand, almost getting my tabla kind of Eastern percussion going, but still keeping that, you know, that left hand uh, Western style with the war drums of the snare, the bass, the basics and the hi-hat. Mm-hmm. And I found that, you know, just having that keeping that rhythm with the left and then expanding whatever sounds i want to hear be it harmonic melodic or percussion in the right i mean just opened me up to a whole new world so what you're going to see is me getting this done it's basically for me a new way of composing that i was looking for i mean because programming is i mean you know, it is what it is. Step recording is cool, but, you know, it has its limits, um, especially with the artists that have taken it so far. Um, so I wanted to do that in real time and, you know, and actually mock sequencers and mock drum machines. You know, <laughs> I almost I'm making fun of them, yes. but in a loving way, yes. <laughs> you know, um, so I've arrived at this style um, to which I, I, I call tech, 
Uh, techno self. Techno self. Mm. Yeah, and that's what's so amazing about it because seeing you do your thing, um, it's clear that this is the evolution of a long process. And part of the reason that it's so obvious is that you make it look effortless, but you're the only person out there who's doing this. You know, like you say, one hand is banging out like kind of amazing rhythms on a real proper drum kit. And the other hand is doing these very delicate keyboard sample arrangements. And it's all, um, it's this very cyborg fluid moment. Um, and so kind of stunning to see in person. Um, can we hear a little bit of some, what this sounds like? Absolutely. I have some, uh, a lot of things that did not make my record. <laughs> uh, when I came to Stone's Throw, I, uh, I wanted to release, I wanted my first record to be a box set. <laughs> because that's how much material. I recorded hundreds of pieces um, wow. for years before I even went public with it. Okay. Um, just to make sure I liked it. <laughs> you know, um, I tested it out in many clubs in Atlanta, and um, oh you know. yeah, I want to talk about that. What's the yeah. testing period like, and like well, who's there, and yeah, how does that change what you're doing? <laughs> well, you know, I'm, I'm uh, born and raised in Newnan, Georgia, um, not far from Atlanta, obviously. Mm -hmm. So I was being, uh, you know, going to Atlanta for years, getting influenced, and we have a huge airport where we bring in, DJ, we, you know, DJs from London, from all over the place, have been coming in for many years. Um, so I was able to get this influence very early. Um, and, you know, basically I'd go to my friends that own clubs, you know, my friend Luis at a department store or Carl and Jex at, you know, sound table. And, uh, you know, it's basically me being Prince and having access to First Avenue in Atlanta. I mean, I go, they give me, you know, whatever I want. So they're like, well, come in. I'm like, I have this new project. No one knows anything about it. I want to come in, you know, they're like, how long is the set? I'm like, the set is, there is no length. It's, I'm streaming myself. <laughs> I'm letting my brain figure out the com the composition on spot. I'm not belittling my audience at all. I'm, mm -hmm. I'm letting the energy literally go between me and the audience in real time. Um, so I, they let me come in. I take over from the, the regular trap DJ. He'd end <laughs> at 12. And they'd be like, you got it, you know. And in the first night, I cleared the floor. <laughs> they're like, what are you doing? You, 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 we want to hear the quantized beat, yes. <laughs> you know. And, you know, then I, I just kept coming in and kept doing it. The second time on, I, you know, I'm closing my eyes. I'm in another place. Mm -hmm. And I'm opening my eyes. And people are on stage dancing with me. Uh, you know, the crowd is doing ad libs. Wow. You know, oh, so they're really amazing. feeling me. I mean, I'm mm -hmm. not doing any songs that anyone knows. I don't have a single, there's no vocalist. Yeah. So I'm really communicating at a very uh, primitive level, uh, you know, level that I'm really getting off on. Um, so that's kind of where it began. Wow. That, that was the testing period. Um, yeah. So, uh, you know, going back to, so many things I recorded. I mean, I'd like to share a, uh, you know, the band Fish, right? Mm -hmm. um, I had a friend tell me that Fish wasn't wasn't funky, right? Uh -huh. So I wanted to do uh, a little piece. I can't I can't say I've listened to much Fish. All right, you know, they well, got bad rep in some parts. This, <laughs> <laughs> they do. Check this one out. This didn't make the record, but. You know. Thank you. 
yeah, what's going on with that? So this is, um, you know, just a very popular fish okay. song, but it's just elements from that song. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, it's almost like I'm playing along with, with the drummer Fishman of the band okay. in a weird alternate universe, you know, <laughs> um, and then superimposing myself onto the onto this new composition uh, which just takes elements but totally you know realizes them in another world Mm -hmm. altogether um and you you can imagine like the sensation i get from uh just getting to interact with these sounds and then to then have that arrangement just reveal itself to me in the span of a thought time span of a thought you know um, so you're, what you're hearing is me doing this in real time, you know, yep. which is I'm mocking. There, there is no click track, you know. There's no, I'm just in free, and you know, I'm almost approaching it like I'm Dexter Gordon, like I'm some jazz, you know, uh, improvisationalist who's just coming in and blowing over changes. But yeah. I am the changes, and I am the the person improvising. So just compact compacting all these levels together mm-hmm. um yeah that's what you're hearing is a smashing of all these levels yeah, yeah it's a it's a lot it's a lot it's it's a lot going on <laughs> yeah 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 and again, how much space is there for i mean uh, for improvisation you say it's real time but how much preparation do you have planned out in advance or another way it could be like how much does the set change from one instance to another you know, is it like sample banks you've got set up and certain sounds or certain basic rhythmic templates or? Oh, yeah. All, um, I'm looking at more like just palettes like a, or moods, mm-hmm. uh, which helps me. It's usually things that really get me going. Uh, it may be a Stephen Hawking uh, interview or, uh, you know, it may be, a, you know, like a Rick James interview or something uh-huh. that I maybe start the set with. And then all of a sudden I'm in a different place. And I know I have these certain sound, these palettes set up, but where I go next, I don't know. Mm-hmm. But they are there. Um, so it's it's kind of like the timing is a, a key element. Yep. It's almost like how Jerry Goldsmith used to write, you know, uh, for TV, like the Twilight Zone shows. I mean, they'd be writing up until the night of, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, like the show aired. Just a whole different atmosphere where time is such a, a big um you know, a big part of the whole thing. I don't have the the pressures of a TV, you know, show, and I'm you know hurrying to write, so I have to make other uh, obstacles to create that for me and give me that that almost that energy, mm-hmm. you know, that urgency, you know. You mentioned in the beginning of uh, late '90s, kind of doing playing live drum and bass. Mm-hmm. Can we talk about that? Because oh, I was yeah. always so, I mean, jungle, drum and bass kind of blew my mind rhythmically. Amazing, amazing, amazing. Um, but then whenever drummers would try, attempt to perform it, I'd always be like, I feel like they were missing the, the funk of the machine. You oh, know, it was yeah. almost like so, I was curious about someone who's done that and then moved on. Oh, yeah. I mean, um, I, I mean, but people still ask me about it today. <laughs> I've, I've moved on. I mean, I've, you know, that style is, you know, has, uh, just became a part of what I'm doing now. Mm-hmm. Still in that. It's still in what I'm doing, even in that track. Yeah. The, that, the mentality of the breaks and, you know, I feel like this, the sudden surprises. Yeah. It's just, you know, it's just, you get the feeling of there's post work going on mm-hmm. right in front of your face. Mm-hmm. And I like, I like that. I like skipping ahead. 
like while you're performing, you're also doing posts. Yep. I, I love uh, being in different times, places at once. Exactly. Yeah. This collapse of times. You really get it. Yeah. And I was thinking, you know, because my, my metaphor for the drummers, you know, playing along to Fotech or whatever, I was like, it's kind of like this John Henry thing where you're trying to beat the machine. Um, and when I'm thinking of techno self, what you're doing, it's like I said, it feels so uh, amazingly um, coordinated um, insofar as it's no longer about trying to beat the machine. And it's no longer it's not trying to reject the machine, but you're like, I the machine is in me. But it's my sense of timing, you know, and it's my sense of rhythm because this is very explicit kind of, you know, organic analog drum set on the one hand and then all this sampling happening on the other. Mm -hmm. And just the fact that you're this connector, um, I was like, this feels, it feels extremely contemporary in a way. And actually think that it's in the context of electronic music, it's so exciting to see um, because the dichotomy, it's, you know, it's the laptop, it's the people who've just got the hardware interface or whatever, mm -hmm. but the fact that you can balance, um, and really kind of soar with these two very different modes of, of interacting and creating sound real time is mind blog mind boggling. Oh, thank you. I mean, this, you know, I, I arrived here because I needed to, I needed something. Yep. Um, if it was going to be drum and bass in the late nineties, <laughs> you know, it's going to have to be something extreme right now. Yes. Um, so I'm just listening to that inner voice. Mm -hmm. And so what's got, what else are you listening to these days? Anything else that's entering into the, the rhythmic palette or compositional um, yeah. inspiration? Um, unfortunately, I mean, I'm always listening to mm -hmm. new acts, new things yep. all the time. Uh, even I'm even liking things that, <laughs> you know, I don't really like, but because they're there. <laughs> By and by comparison, yep. they're better. <laughs> uh, but I also know what is good and what isn't. Um, so, you know, most of the time I fall back on whatever things I'm creating. Mm -hmm. um, I have to do these mock albums, even things that I, I may never put it out, but I have to do them for me because it just sharpens my tools. Wow. Um, so I have this project. Um, uh, that I write under, and it's called We Are Dark Angels. I share it with a um, former member of Kudu, Nikki Casper. Okay. Uh, we've remained tight all these years, and he's, you know, the best writer I've come across, uh, <laughs> you know, since mm -hmm. I moved to New York, uh, even back in Boston. So I always kept my eye on him, and we stayed yeah. together. Um, and we have this project called We Are Dark Angels, and it's really about living in the shadows, and it's not about... You know, it's taking from people like Lee Scratch Perry when he said okay. things like, you know, I'm a computer being. And these things are very inspiring. I mean, Lee Scratch is like Arthur C. Clarke to me in a way. Um, so I'm picking up on these things. And, uh, you know, I love working. I love artists that are, have passed away. I mean, mm -hmm. you know, I mean, from whether it's Stravinsky or it's uh, <laughs> Michael Jackson. I mean, we love those artists and we always are trying to connect with them in a very African spiritual kind of situation like as far as ancestry goes we really believe in that and there's a lot of power there especially when no one living is doing anything really yep <laughs> incredible <laughs> okay you know unfortunately we're coming in the timeline like after so many amazing things so mm -hmm we find the future in the past. And um, so I, in my, in my downtime, whenever that is, I'll, I'll, I'm remixing Frank Sinatra, Doris Day, uh, wow. Marlon Brando's Green Tests, uh, all, all kinds I, of things. I just would to love to hear a snippet of any of those. Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. I, I have a, uh, 
Sure. We are Dark Angels unreleased remix fire and this is primarily it's almost like a conversation between you and your friend it's it like, is i mean it's, it's, a, it's a it's a personal these are you know i never wrote letters to people but these are my letters i guess mm-hmm. um and it's back that superimposition of time you're sort of going back to the great yes. ancestors and folding him into a very yes. very now uh because it's sense it's all now i mean there's there's really no sense of time it's just one day mm-hmm. <laughs> that we break up into years and blah 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 you know so let's check out this uh marlon brando screen test for um incarnate desire harold when did you get back why didn't you tell me why didn't you come by don't you think i'm good enough for you anymore i just got back sorry i didn't know i saying you sudden like I thought you'd been back in the city a long time. It hurt me you hadn't come by. I got back today. Have you seen your phones? Yeah. Tried to lie to my old man. He didn't give me a chance. Yet before I even said anything. I hate you. I hate your stupid face. Harold, your mother was worried about you while you were away. Yeah, she was worried. Don't make me laugh. All she ever thinks about is the old man. That's all she ever works for is him. So for me, obviously, I was born after this time period. Uh, But it's a way for me to connect with Marlon and what he did in acting i mean i relate to it i mean i'm trying to do the same thing in the world of percussion and modern music Mm -hmm. interesting like method method percussion absolutely yeah to be to be the thing that you are representing kind of collapses into one so i find a lot of uh there's a lot of comfort in that for me and it's just something i've been i've only kind of come public with it you know recently um even the you know my first composing role in the feature i use the name we are dark angels is you know music by that's that's my vangelis <laughs> you know what i mean um and but this is where it comes from is just endless uh reworkings of just any work that has inspired me so here's a question how you're constantly creating remixing working on new material so how does the process of filtration work you know you're taking in all this stuff but what how do you decide what goes goes public what ends um, up on the record or even aired in the club yeah um it's that's funny because uh it's a very fine line of where that <laughs> where that happens and it's kind of a blurred line in, in most cases um i try to keep that as pure as possible i mean i i don't try to be little myself either or try to tell myself what okay this group of people is gonna want to hear mm-hmm. so it's 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 a balance between all those different directions, you know? Yep. Um, yeah, I mean, it's kind of crazy. For this year's, for the warm-up, the 2016 warm-up, um, June 11th, uh, you're performing with, among other people, DJ Premier. And so one of the things that I was excited by, I'm like, well, fantastic. You know, like, we get the opportunity to put together these two artists who I, f- <clears throat> I feel like, you know, Premier, classic, hip-hop, sampler, DJ from you know a lot of his most groundbreaking work was in the 90s you know like 
end, but really kind of changed the way people were thinking about how you know what what a sample is, like mm-hmm. how you could create funk out of a little scratch and mm-hmm. a little this or a little that. Um, and so I was very very pleased that we were able to bring you guys both together on that date um, because I what you're doing, you're bringing in to me a new life to the world of sampling. You know, and precisely by fusing it with the live drumming, um, but it's a whole different way of thinking about it. Uh, mm-hmm. And yet, obviously, I feel some sort of interesting sonic continuity, and mm-hmm. so I'm looking forward to see how that plays out uh, oh, yeah. in the, the sort of crowd dynamic. Absolutely. And, and getting that in the same stage. I'm majorly influenced by DJ Premier. I think he's, you know, if not the top hip-hop <laughs> producer mm-hmm. of all time. I mean, it just what, yeah, I mean, he changes the way you think about sampling exactly especially in yep. that genre mm-hmm. yeah here's uh, another thing i have uh, again watching it was um i think the fact video race mm. against race against the clock mm-hmm. you're wearing these great orange sunglasses you're, you're mm-hmm. wearing today mm-hmm. um but it's you know you should look it up online a 10 minute performance and you it's an apex twin sample oh yeah it's being played um, out in the, the left window hand. liquor yeah, yeah, yeah. window liquor um mm-hmm. and then of course the, the the beats with the right hand um and a little studio beautifully shot but it here's it made me think of this quote I'm gonna read, and this is Tony Morrison talking to Paul Gilroy. Mm, um, amazing. So yeah, so she's talking about you know Black American music, and she says all the strategies of art are there, all of the intricacy, all of the discipline, all of the work that must go into improvisation so that it appears that you've never touched it. Music makes you hungry for more of it. It never really gives you the whole number. It slaps and embraces. It slaps and embraces. Literature ought to, ought to do the same thing, and then she continues. And this is what really had me had me thinking of uh, your performances. Um, she goes, the major things black art has to have are these: it must have the ability to use found objects, the appearance of using found things, and it must look effortless. It must look cool and easy. If it makes you sweat, you haven't done the work. You shouldn't be able to see the seams and stitches. So much effort is involved and so much sort of like the histories of rhythm, the physical histories you get from drumming, mm-hmm. the, the sort of cultural histories you get from records and mm-hmm. referencing, uh, and yet you make it look effortless. Well, I'm into uh, another big influence is uh, magicians. I mean, I okay. like, you know, Houdini and oh, you know, from my time period, David Copperfield. I mean, you know, David Blaine does some amazing athletic things. Um, mm-hmm. But for me, Copperfield was really, I mean, talking about a classicist, uh, you know, magician. And I just oh. always wanted to I just always felt like a magician, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like, you know, it's on the tech side, I've always felt like a machine. You know, when people talk about AI and all this, I'm like, guys, chill out. That's a while away. We're the computer until that shows up. Let's just celebrate us as the computer for now. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to beat the clock with techno self to get it in while I can still fool people. <laughs> you know what I mean? Without having some cyborg come in and be like, all right, D, you're retired or whatever. You know, to that point, I'll be at that point. I'll become just a VST in their programming, uh, which they'll be using my quantize. Yeah. At that point. The Anthony um, plugin. Absolutely. They'll 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 want it. They'll need it because it does have something that they don't have Mm -hmm. um but it's going back to that magician thing i mean uh it has to seem like magic i mean because if it doesn't i'll just continue to do it in 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 private you Mm -hmm. know but if i'm doing it in public 
you know, I have to make it seem like it's nothing to me. Uh, cause it, it, there's something about that that really translates. Mm-hmm. Um, where if you don't have a Katy Perry song or you're not backed by William Morris or whatever, <laughs> it comes in handy <laughs> because you can <laughs> fool people into thinking, well, what's going on with this? Well, how is he really doing this? And it just sparks interest. It's a lot like what David Blaine was doing with street art, you know? Mm-hmm. I look at it in that way. I mean, it's it's crude. I mean, sure, I'm using a computer and a drum kit, but I'm not going too deep into, you know, into any program or, or any drumming, uh, you know, elitism. It's just mm-hmm. what it is. Yeah, uh, very stripped down. But it. what you get from it is is not stripped down at all. Mm-hmm. So I, I mean, that's a great quote. I'm gonna need yeah. to. Write that down, even though it's inside me, it's still good to hear that um, said. Yep. Yeah, and that's part of it. Like, you, the, I'm thinking of the, the stripped-down apparatus. Like, it doesn't really matter what software you're using and things like that. Exactly. Um, or what kind of drum kit. I mean, I don't, mm-hmm. I don't endorse any drums. I don't mm-hmm. endorse any products. You know, uh, when yep. they've come to me, I tried to have these amazing ideas about well, why don't all of you do something with me where we can impact, you know, when people don't want to get together and <laughs> they don't really want to change anything, you know. So I, I said, cool, I'll have to leave it at that. Um, I don't need those companies to exercise what I'm doing, you know. Um, so I'll do it with anonymous, you know, uh, pieces. Those materials, great. great. Yeah. yeah, this is like a almost a technical question, but... I'm curious about the how you even um, calibrate mm. banging with one hand and then delicate keyboards with the other. I'm just thinking of like as a it's, as a physical. Yeah, just the physicality. I mean, mm-hmm. I've um, you know I started drumming very young, uh, so those those muscle movements are very natural. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm right-handed, but I can easily leave with my left. And I don't know which hand is faster. There's like a competition between the two, but they're both very, it doesn't matter. Um, so I'm beyond that place of, uh, you know, practicing those things. It's just been so many hours that's gone into it. And shortly after drum, the percut, you know, drumming started, it was piano for many years. Um, I've been kind of a closet, um, you know, piano player for many years. Um, I say closet because a lot of my friends are just some of the best <laughs> keyboardists, you know, in the world. Uh, so I've always been a student of my peers and, uh, you know, Nikki in particular uh, from Kudu, uh, but so many others as well to a lesser degree. Um, uh, but I've always been a pianist too. So there is that comfort there. I mean, there, it's not like it's, Again, it helps in the magician effect because it almost looks like I'm not doing anything, kind of. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, there's no you know, sweat or, you know, nothing like that. Um, it's almost supposed to be some, you know, just I'm just streaming or I'm channeling something. That's all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Channel- that's, that's the illusion. Yeah, I'm channeling know. the ancestors, the original yeah. streaming. <laughs> I'm just channeling. Yeah, totally. The original streaming. I'm going to original. I'm going to stream for you right now, you know. Great. On that note, let's hear let's hear another bit of audio. I know you've got a lot on that laptop. I mean, I'm looking at the list right now. I mean, there's, um, you know, I actually did. I'm actually a, a <laughs> the members of Gray, like you know, Basquiat and Michael Hallman, Nick yep. Taylor. Those guys made me a member of Gray. Um, so I, uh, of course, I did. <laughs> 
a few <laughs> remixes for that, which will come out this year actually okay. on Ubiquity. I'm really excited Fantastic. about it. Remixing the, the um, Grays. Yeah, wow. and um, you know, I got to Excellent. perform on things that, that are things they did from the early '80s all the way up. Um, but then I also took my own liberties, and they asked me to do along with you know Todd Rundgren and a few other amazing people, High Priest, and okay, um, so I did a lot of uh, Basquiat remixes too. I definitely want to play you one of those yeah. at some point, mm-hmm. um, or right now. If maybe, you want. maybe now's the time. <laughs> okay, Here we cool. are in the basement of the MoMA, hey, first podcast. It's okay, like, it's well, time to conjure up a Basquiat remix. I need the fire button, you know. Oh, I need the siren. <laughs> Post production. It's not not many people are remixing, you know. <laughs> so this is a remix of Gray. This is Basquiat's uh, Art Noise Band. Yeah. Shout out to the Mud Up Club, Mud Club. <laughs> You see, you know, I'll add um, obviously my own rhythmic arrangement, but then I'll add my own string arrangement or, you know, just Mm -hmm. really making it into whatever I hear. And, you know, for me, it's the best practice. I mean, you want to spend time doing these things no no matter what cost. I mean, this way I'm churning out arrangements. I'm not even not even noticing. Noticing is, again, that magician thing where it's. I've done it so much that, you know, in the techno self format, mm-hmm. it, you know, it's all about that. You hear the preparation of like doing all these arrangements of, you know, a day in the life or, uh, you know, whatever the piece is, doesn't matter because your brain, you're letting your brain really work the way it's supposed to work. I mean, sure, you can notate it out and that's cool. It becomes, you know, uh, it becomes a narrative at that point mm-hmm. and that's great no disrespect to that um but you know this is the so-called future and we should be letting the brain have a little more freedom and shouldn't be as constricted which is how i see the music world just getting more constricted you know mm-hmm. um so this is a way of, for me to break out of these things you know creating new um, space creating new time within that space i need i need more real estate <laughs> I need more intellectual real estate, so I had to carve it out. Yes. So, last question I think is what's what's next? You know, um, what's next? Uh, a lot more. Uh, I love film. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I got my first opportunity to work uh, 
Well, I worked on, um, you know, Bill Maher's uh, and Larry Charles' uh, Religious, this film. I did, a, uh, I did a song on that with a good friend of mine, Apollo Braun, uh, who's a New York designer. And uh, shout out to him. He's in Israel right now. And um, th- that was kind of my kind of gateway into film score. And then I worked on True Detective with T-Bone Burnett, okay. um, season one and two. Amazing. Um, and that was also along with Bosnian and Rainbows and Nikki Casper. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, um, you know, then we got the call from Paul Schrader, uh, one of my favorite writers of all time. <laughs> um, and, um, you know, he was doing this big comeback and it was a little... You know, it was after Canyons, and I mean, he really wanted to kind of get back to his, you know, he had final cut on this one. And the last film he did with Nick Cage, Dying in the Light, they did not get final cut. So he, he wanted to come back with a hardcore movie. And, um, and he did it, you know, we premiered, uh, it can not too long ago, a couple of weeks, we can have, um, Fortnite, director's Fortnite. We closed down the whole, thing and you know got amazing applause the whole time so um so i'm looking forward to more um you know film opportunities Mm -hmm. uh obviously the work i do lends itself very heavily to that um you know i'm also doing a a trailer a movie trailer album this (laughs) orchestral percussion just for movie trailers so i'm talking to you know, trailer park, the big company in Hollywood, you know, for like the X-Men trailers and what, you know, all those things, a lot of percussion in that world. So I had to cater to that. So I'm, you know, premiering a whole new record uh, this year with a company I work with called WLP with Lions Production. Okay. They're based out of Baltimore. Um, and I, you know, I have a couple more records coming with this techno cell format. I mean, mm-hmm. the next record, I'm doing an unofficial uh, tribute to Prince, uh, and it's called Wally. Wow. Um, just, you know, using that method of techno self and all those Prince sounds mm-hmm. that we love so much and just created a whole record out of it. And it'll be released uh, June 14th. June 14th. Yeah. Oh, so it's going to be week. next week. So it's going to be right. just online via yeah. my socials. So look out for yeah. that. Yeah. Um, and just, where can people find you online? Um, it's going to be, you know, anywhere at D'Antony Parks for Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, IG, D'Antony Parks. Um, you know, even, uh, you know, the other Twitters, you know, Who Are Dark Angels. Um, also, We Are Dark Angels with a Z at the end. Um, so, uh, and my art blog is at Who Are Dark Angels, uh, where you'll hear all these remixes with video, um, filmed by Marwan Jamai, an amazing uh, filmmaker slash designer. Um, so I'm, I am starting to share a lot more. <laughs> <laughs> Good news. Um, this is a big year for me. So, uh, you know, and the next techno self record will be called Daytoven, okay. which is Daytoven. just me. He's sampling, you know, some of my favorite um, bits of Beethoven, uh, one of my favorite composers. <laughs> wow. And when, when can we um, look for that? That's going to be late summer. Late summer. Yeah, we're going to okay. do vinyl, the whole push. Man. Beethoven on Leaving Records, Stone's Throw. Um, and then the second Techno Self record is already done, but it'll we probably won't push it until early next year. Yep. Um, so, as you can see, I have a lot of things. I have to almost... I do have to keep a lot of things private because I just have so much um, production happening. It can be a little, you know, people aren't really ready for that. You know? <laughs> the fire hose. Like, you know, just give me your money and stream all this material. That's where we're going with it. And that's really what I'm suited for. You know? Wow. 
Uh, well, thank you so much for taking the time to sit down and for performing at PS1's warm-up this uh, year. I'm so honored. Thank you guys so very much. Yeah. My name is Jace Clayton, DeAnthony Parks, and this has been the warm-up.